for human by human. We are working as a team of humans, complicated humans. What's important to you is not necessarily important to me. That doesn't mean your priorities are worse than mine or more important than mine. So if we start by understanding we're human, if we start by understanding that we all have different needs and we actually have two ears and one mouth, so why are we speaking all the time instead of asking all the time so we can hear them better? So that's what we've done very different. So my advice would be ask questions. If you make the community part of your business, you grow. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Welcome back to the Strategic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Havron here. And today we are actually in a very improv situation. I'm actually in a hotel right now looking over Central Park, whether you're on YouTube right now watching or you're listening. And I have a special guest here who is in New York here. And this special guest is a heart-centered human, but he is an entrepreneurial mogul. And I'll tell you why here in a second, but what's so powerful about this human is that the reason why we're connecting today, the reason why he brought me in to speak for his team and his company and train them and, and had this amazing experience and the reason why we are just having connection is because it was back at a Tony Robbins event. I met this human. He actually came up to me when I was in the hallway on the last day of the event, you know, acknowledged me of something I did when I was speaking to Tony and we built a connection from there. And that all came from that one moment. And this man has... Not, not to mention, he is Inc. 5000's fastest growing company. Not once, but two times in a row for his coffee company, 787 Coffee Co. This man is an editor for Forbes. He's writing articles on, yes, the real legit Forbes. He's on there sharing value, sharing wisdom. He doesn't have employees. He has coworkers because of the way that he does his branding, the way that he trusts and builds humans up. And you're going to learn all about that here. So without further ado, I hope you can just sit back, take notes on this one. You're going to want to listen in. We go over branding. We go over marketing. We go over how do you handle people that cause problems in business or they keep, they keep messing up. How do you handle that? We go over his mindset about just being happy and leading from the heart and so much more. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast and I'll see you in there. Well, Brandon, we're here in your town, New York, my friend. And uh, I just, dude, I knew when I was here in New York, I had to make this happen. And you were like literally Thank you. one of the people, like only one of like really two people that I was like, I need to get on an interview. I only have two days here. And uh, it's so funny because the way that we connected was at a personal development event. Our greatest mentor, Tony Robbins, many you know people that are listening and maybe even you listening right now, you know Tony and... Um, I think it's just so powerful that we've, we've done business together. We were on the show together. We're, we're great friends. We have so many opportunities in the future, but it all came from one connection at the event. I just, you know, I just would love for you to share, like, what made you reach out? Because you reached out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd love for you to share that story and why you did that. We're observing Tony. And all of a sudden, this 
amazing dude standing straight looking at the eye asked a question that was you <laughs> and i know who i want to surround myself with i i believe we are the the reflection of the five people we talk to the most mm. our friends conversations emails so when i saw you on the hallway i said i want to talk to you and we started talking and we started questioning and we went into it what do you do no what do you do what do you want to be when you grow up and that's how we started doing business together just oh, by man. one question by standing straight by looking sharp by knowing exactly what you want in life and dude it's so great you share that because i wanted people to know right now and especially one listening right now that that's how connection is made right like yes you can go and get a referral maybe or things like that but it's it's by having that good energy and that's such what you said and this isn't about me but i gotta say this is why you're here this is why Thank we're you. partnered together for people that don't know just to really open this up really quick basically raised my hand at an event of 10,000 people, had a basically like intervention with Tony, but there, I guess, as you mentioned, there's just a lot of connection, good energy, certainty. And so afterwards, Brandon saw me in the hallway. I didn't know Brandon. And Brandon was just like, he stopped by and he was like, hey man, that was, that was really cool what you said. And I was like, oh, it was like, awesome, thank you. I was like, well, you know, and I was like, who, what like you what's your name? Yeah, like, what, yeah. like, tell me about you. And I flipped it around on him because I'm always genuinely curious to learn just as you are. And I'm glad that you received that. And you shared about how you run multiple coffee shops and you have a branding agency and all these things. And, and I was like, bro, I, I work with people like you and let's find something. And long story short, a couple here months later, I was at New York working with your team. Now here I'm in New York again. And um, that's how it all starts. So tell us, man, you are doing, you, how, many, how many coffee shops do you have? 25. You have co 25 coffee shops. When did that officially start where you had a one shop? We bought a coffee farm in Puerto Rico, 2014, Hacienda Iluminada. Um, hopes, dreams, mm. um, that's when it officially started. I didn't know anything about coffee. I didn't know anything about agriculture. I just knew we're producing more. We are producing less coffee than ever, and we are consuming more coffee than ever in mm. history. So I saw something there. I said, we, we're looking for transparency when it comes to food. We're looking for transparency for anything that we inhale, we drink, we, we consume. Why not provide that, that transparency? 99% of the coffee we drink in the U.S. comes from Vietnam, Colombia, Brazil. Mm. It's not from the U.S. What so about Hawaii? Hawaii, Puerto Rico are that, the only ones in, in the U.S. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I wanted to buy a farm, and we did. 2014, 103 acres. That's where the magic really happened. Wow. A lot of dreams, a lot of hopes. Um, I thought it was going to be easier, just like almost all of your audience, I'm yeah. sure. Entrepreneurs, hustlers. What were you thinking at that be... time? What was the big vision that you thought would be easier? I said, I'm going to have a hotel inside of this beautiful place. I'm going to learn a lot of, uh, about coffee. And I'm going to export green beans to Denmark and Japan. They are very good consumers of coffee. They know specialty coffee. I started traveling the world from Ethiopia, from Rwanda, all the way to Guatemala to learn origins, to learn specialty coffee, and bring new development um, processes into Puerto Rico. As you can only imagine, being governed by the Federal Agriculture Agency, it's a lot more expensive than mm. any coffee from Colombia or Brazil. We have to pay federal minimum wage versus $5 a day that Colombia pays, and people don't really care. So when you go to a coffee shop, you say, let me have a latte with syrups and sugar and milk. 
So who cares who grows the coffee? So who cares how long it costs or what's the payroll for mm-hmm. the farmer? So we had to learn and we had to make it special. That was like the big dream at that moment. Well, that's something that stands out. And there's so much to unpack about you. You're, you're an expert in branding, marketing. You run very successful companies, 25 locations and growing. Yes. I mean, dude, you're, you're like Inc. 5000's fastest growing company. Did, did you get another one? Yes. So two in a row? Two in a row. Bro, that is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, let's touch on that part where you said about even the payroll for the farmers. Like you said, no one from the external that is drinking a cup of coffee in America cares about how much the, the workers in the field are getting paid. But why was that something so powerful for you? Why did you it, want to do that? It's a for human by human. It's mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, if you don't know how much your coworkers are making, I don't know if you're going to grow fast enough. Mm. It's it's not you. It's a team. Together is better than one. And farmers need to be happy. Remember the data, data that I just gave you. We're producing less coffee than ever. Mm. We're consuming more, but we're not producing enough. So if we don't motivate the hands that are really working, that are working 200 hours to give us a cup of coffee... I don't know if it's going to make any sense. And that's why we need to learn processes in agriculture. I love that. And what has that done? What have you tangibly seen since you've been paying them more? Well, for one, a lot of people told me don't invest in Puerto Rico. People in Puerto Rico are lazy Mm. because they get help from the government. They can get It's available. It's accessible. It's not like in Mexico. There's no help from the government. So they have to work. But I found the complete opposite. I've seen people, when you pay them well, when you give them authority, when they're empowered, mm. they stay. So I've never had a problem with people leaving. We have the same group of farmers that started plus the new ones. So expansion, growth, and the ability to train them. Now we see farmers that used to walk to the farm and now they actually have a car and a Jeep and they no walk way. Yeah, and it's great. And you get to see the evolution of them getting married and having kids and being able to oh. afford things. It's, it's wonderful. How does that make you feel to know that you're Oof. creating that fact? Pride. Yeah. yeah, we still have a long way to go, though. Yeah, we still have a long way to go. I just visited the house of one of my coworkers, and this human makes really good money. I mean, for a farmer, compared to the rest of the world, he's probably two percent of every farmer in the world, and yet he doesn't have electricity in his house, and yet he doesn't have hot water. And it's not because Puerto Rico doesn't offer it; it's just where he lives, that particular mountain. It's really hard to get water hot water and electrics, mm. electricity there. So we still have a long way to go. When I was there, I'm like, so how do you take your bath? He's like, oh, I actually put my hot water in the stove and then I take a bucket and I do it. And I'm Man. like, you do this every single morning when you go to the farm. He goes in like at 5.30. So he's basically taking a shower at 4.30 in the morning where he has to do a whole extra step when for me, I can go to my apartment, turn the hot water on and it's hot, right? So it takes you to a different dimension of understanding what life is about. Oh, dude, that is, and you go there, which is so cool. You immerse yourself, you know, you're always back and forth there. You actually just opened up a little coffee shop right on the farm, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. If you guys haven't seen his page, go to 787 Coffee Co. That's your, your company. Um, but I've seen the photos. Your, your branding is spot on, which is what we'll be talking about here. You know, but for someone that's a, a solopreneur, maybe they have a couple of VAs, maybe they have a team, you know, how would this correlate to their situation you know they don't have farmers that are across the world even though i guess vas are but how would you correlate this type of mindset with how you treated them that way Oof, it's, we can digest into into it a lot more in a very please. complex way yeah. but uh, please don't hold farmers back. or baristas or 
clerks or receptionists or doctors or soldiers or police officers. It's humans. Mm. And that's why we go human for human by human. We are working as a team of humans, complicated humans, complex humans. What's important to you is not necessarily important to me. That doesn't mean your priorities are worse than mine or more important than mine. So if we start by understanding we're human, if we start by understanding that we all have different needs and we actually have two ears and one mouth, two ears and one mouth, think about it, two ears and one mouth. So why are we speaking all the time instead of asking Mm. all the time so we can hear them better? So that's what we've done very different. So my advice would be ask questions. We used to call them focus groups. I don't anymore. I call it social media. Mm. I call it meetings. For 787 Coffee, when we had the logo, the winner, we actually went to the graphic designer and told them, can you do two more? Two different designs. So we have a total of three. And then we posted on social media. And we said, we have three logos. One, two, and three. Would you help us vote? Would the country of Puerto Rico please vote for the logo of the coffee company that's going to represent you in New York? Within 20 minutes, we had about 18,000 votes. No way. So we decided to put $20 into a boost advertised promotion. And we got about 29,000 votes within an hour. What? People were interested. They wanted to learn. If you make the community part of your business, you grow. So we didn't choose the logo. The people of Puerto Rico chose the logo. Mm. And we do the same for opening locations. Right now, if you go into our Facebook today or our Instagram, you're going to see we have, we're, we're painting a mural. So we asked our community, would you please recommend a muralist? I haven't checked recently, but last time I checked, it was 400 names of people recommending someone. Wow. So we ask our community, I we ask that. our coworkers, what can we do better? Pay is not necessarily important. Yes, we yeah. have to pay. You don't want to be the best paid company in the world. You want to be competitive. Yeah. But there's other things that bring value. You want to Our give purpose to these purpose. people, right? For sure. I'll give you an example. Yeah. How do we do this with baristas? They're not farmers. They have a beautiful apartment in New York City. They work here. They left their family to be here. They made decisions. They're smart. They go to NYU. They're very, very smart people. They're artists. They're singers. They're um, um, musicians. They're all sorts of things here in New York mm-hmm. City. So we asked the baristas, what are you looking for? What do you need? A hundred percent of them said respect. Mm. Not money. Respect. Really? By us asking them, what do you need? What do you want? We learned they wanted respect. So we went deeper and we said, what do you mean respect? Right? And they said, well, people look at us like we're waiters. They don't say thank you. They don't say please. They don't look at us in the eye. They don't care. They just mm. cappuccino with milk, whatever. We want, it's an art. We've spent hours, hours, hours developing the art of making latte art. So we want to be respected. So what do we do? Billboard in a frame outside of every store. And the quote, the message, very clear, very simple, white background, black letters, very simple. Some of the coolest humans of New York City work here. Some of the coolest humans of Puerto Rico work here. It's outside of every location. So what happens when people are walking by, they're thinking cappuccino, oat milk. Uh Some of the coolest humans of New York work here. Mm. So before they get in there, 
we're already telling them they're dealing with some of the coolest humans of New York City. Mm. So that little A-frame, it's a constant reminder how cool they are as baristas and for consumer caffeinated customers, how cool the baristas are. I freaking love that, man. That is, <laughs> that is powerful. <laughs> and you know, you're listening right now. That was a beautiful message, but there's tactical things in there. And, you know, majority of people maybe don't have a brick and mortar service like that. So what would you recommend for someone that's maybe got an e-commerce business or uh, a website or their social media since you're, you know, you're very good sure. with your branding? So don't think of you. Mm. Think of them. They're still humans by humans. It's still for humans by humans. Just because you don't have the ability to touch someone doesn't mean that it's not for a human. Yes. So I'll give you an example of the way we do it with our store. We used to have Nobel, one of our roasters, write a handwritten message to every single order we got online. And here we come. We like to automate. We like to make more money. We like to keep it faster and simple. We started printing those messages. Mm -hmm. And then we started getting emails. I remember one in particular that said, is Nobel not working there anymore? Whoa. Oh, you got called out quick on that. So even one signature wow. on your package even one video on your subscription, yeah. even one, something with my name where it doesn't feel like it's for everyone else. Make mm. me feel important. Mm. Give me more than I pay for. A little for. personal touch. Yes. It's still for humans. It's mm. still for humans. It's still for humans by humans. So let them know that when you get that package, write a message. I don't know if you're sending me a pillow. You're sending me a pillow. When, when I get that box, I am happy to see you too. Yeah. Because you know where you're always waiting for that package. And when you get it, you're like, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to see you too. Handwritten. It doesn't so have to be printed. It doesn't have to be designed. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. It's as simple as a little message from someone. That is, you know, it's so good. And it's because, so for my my personal uh, experience in my own businesses, you know, I'm a, I do consulting. I do coaching. A lot of people may be listening right now. Uh, maybe you listening, you are a consultant, you're in the service based, or you have even products, you know, maybe you're in a network marketing company or direct door-to-door. Uh, -door. The smallest touches are the things that are most overlooked, yep. right? We think we it's, it's all about the actual experience, which it matters. The coffee matters. The coffee better be good. The art looks great. Even the art's a little touch. That's what m makes people come back. They want to take a photo of it. It's great marketing material. But for me, it's, you know, I don't have a product I sell. So I don't really, I mean, I could send like a note and that maybe that's the next level for me. But what I found that's simple, quick, but impactful is that especially the clients I work with or people that are really close to me, I send personal messages on video Great. and especially on birthdays. Yep. I'm not perfect at it. I miss birthdays. If you're listening right now and it was your birthday and I didn't send you a message, have grace on me. But when I see it's someone's birthday and especially if it's a client's birthday, I get on my phone. I don't care what I'm doing. I say, I'm gonna do this now so don't forget about it. And I do a one minute message. Maybe it's a minute 20 sometimes. And I speak to that camera and I just speak life into them and I acknowledge them and I cannot tell you how many people, just probably 100%, 100% mm -hmm. of the people literally are like that made my day that was literally the most amazing message and it's not anything that i'm saying that's different but it's the genuine nature true like so my my challenge for you listening right now is what is that touch just like how he had the handwritten notes what is that touch that can make people go from being a client a customer to a raving fan mm -hmm. 
And it actually goes into my question. You, I've seen you talk about turn your customers into ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Talk more on that because that's even more powerful. Oof. So we developed a little a mug. We have it designed. It's a mug. And it starts with build a unique culture within your company. So think of a mug. Mm -hmm. And then think the bottom part of it is built a unique culture. What does that mean? A birthday video. Mm. What does that mean? The way we greet people. What does it mean? The coffee and the story and the history and the DNA. What does it mean? The training we do. What does that mean? Handwriting a message on a cup. Whatever your DNA of a company is, it has to be unique. Don't just copy what someone else is doing. That's not unique. That's copying. Mm -hmm. Make it yours. So you have that base and it's great. That's the bottom part of the mug. And then to the right, you have hire and work with enthusiastic coworkers. Not loud, mm. not necessarily huggers, enthusiast. They care. You remember the birthday. You care. You're enthusiast. Mm. Once you have culture, unique, enthusiasm, and then you go and you're going to have loyal customers. Loyal not because you're the only option. Loyal because they sympathize with your story, your DNA, your uniqueness. Yes. Loyal because they know the people that work with you to make it better. And once you have loyal customers, you're going to have a sustainable business. Mm. So it's a little mug and it takes you all around. So if we have ambassadors or loyal customers, we're going to have a very successful business. And they become ambassadors because when you have, in my case, I'm going to talk about Patrick. Patrick works at Google in New York City, used to live in the East Village. Now he lives in Brooklyn. He passes about 50 coffee shops from Brooklyn to the East Village. And he comes at least once a week. It's not that he doesn't have other options. There's 50 coffee shops between Brooklyn and where he goes. Yeah. He goes because he likes our uniqueness. He goes because he understands who we are and who we work with. And then he became a loyal customer. And because of Patrick and many more, we have a very sustainable business. Mm. So that's how you become an ambassador of a company. You said that's all in a, in a mug? You actually we, that's a mug? the way we designed it, yeah. Oh, okay. But so it's like, it's like your model. Right. Like, okay. It's our model. So go through that one more time because that was, at first I was like, oh, this is good. But then I saw, I saw you starting to, you know, for people that are watching on YouTube, like you started to like actually trace it visually. I was like, wait, he actually has some sort of designer model. Right. So what is the name of the it's model? A circle. The, it's a circle. It's a circle. It's, and it's, we just, because it's coffee, we put a mug to illustrate what a cup of coffee could do as a business. And then so go through those steps. So number time. one is build a unique culture. What's unique about you? I've, I, I love people. I, I love transforming and I go above and beyond to get people results. Like so you go I'm above and in. beyond, right? You get trained. You're not, you don't know it all. You go and still get trained. You mm -hmm. dress nicely. You represent people. You build relationships. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to everything else people see on camera. So that's your unique. That's part of your DNA. Love that. That's who it is. And then from, from the uniqueness, you go into who are you working with? Your coworkers, your sales rep, your assistant. Are they enthusiasts? Are they your tribe? Do they believe the same thing you mm. do? Are they carrying your message with even more passion than you? If you stop paying them for a buy period because you didn't have cash, would they stay? Mm. Do they care for your consumer so that when you forget to send that birthday message, they send it? 
that's who you want to work with. So this is not this is not the actual consumer yet. This is the no, team around you. No, this is the team. This is, this the is in- culture and team. Yeah. And then you go into loyal customers. Okay. Because if those are great and they're strong and they serve as a base, then you have a loyal customer. Mm. Then they'll come back to you. Then I want to hire you again. Because you know what? Your team and you, I like it. It aligns with me. Mm. It definitely aligns with me. Why do we buy Apple products? I don't know if they're the best. I haven't done research to see if they're the best. Uh, I don't yeah, have the data. St- statistics show that they're not. Right? But, but we go. Why? Because we believe uh, in the brand. Because we love the CEO. Because we love the team. Because we love the way they present themselves. They're unique. And they're enthusiastic. Mm. So they bring a loyal customer. Why a loyal customer? Because I don't go to the competition. I don't care what the competition is doing. I've never tried the competition. I don't care to. I am passionate about here, uniqueness, enthusiast. So I become loyal. And because I'm loyal, they became a trillion dollar company. They're sustainable. Yeah. That's what happens everywhere. For coffee, that's the way we see it. It works for us. That's so good. So good. Take notes. Take notes. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on this idea of you have you know, two customers? You have the external customers, the actual ones buying the products, and you have sure. internal customers. 100%. Employees. Yes. What's your thoughts around that? Not employees, coworkers. And share on why you say that as well. Good correction on that. I learned this from you, by the way, too. It's <laughs> so old-fashioned. Who wants to have employees? Mm. It's, I think it's so, there's so much ego involved when you say, my employees. You own them? my employees, my team, mm. get a life, get a life. Your coworkers, the people I work for, you're basically working for your team. It's not your team. You work for them. Wow. You're the ones that's giving, 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 giving. You're working. When they call, you have to answer. When there's a human resources claim, you have to be there. You're the one working for your coworkers. Um, so that's why coworkers. What do I mm. think of, of this um, Internal, external, I believe it's, it's, it's the recipe for success. At 787 or at Brandon Media, what we've designed, it's a number eight because we believe in the power of infinity. You've seen this before. Yeah. Um, so number eight, it's powerful. So I believe I have the power and the ability and I am willing and able to impact the life of seven humans. Right? So it's me plus seven. Mm. That's a total of eight. So together we build our infinity. Together we build our, our, our potential is unlimited. We have the ability to build a new world if we wanted to. It's unlimited. It's, it's infinity. It's powerful. So me plus seven, it's my team. It's the people that I work for. It's the coworkers that I give my, the best of the best of me. It's the people that I, I give the energy. Once I leave from this interview, I'm going to go share with them what happened today and what I learned. And then they go to their infinity. So I'm going to talk about Joe Anthony, for example. Joe Anthony is the regional leader of Puerto Rico and New York. He then turns around and he has an infinity, which are district leaders for Puerto Rico and for New York, plus the operations assistant. So he has seven people that work in his infinity. Okay. Once he shares that vision, he has the energy and he has the ability and he's happy to give him the best of the best of the best and have pizza parties and nice dinners and beer parties. Then he goes and district leaders have their own infinity, which are leaders of the stores. Mm. And then they go with energy and they have a team and they build connections and they're happy. And then those leaders turn around and they go to their stores and they build their infinity with their baristas. So that way I I don't have to speak to every single human giving them the same level of energy on a constant basis. My commitment is to my infinity. 
my infinity and I work together and we speak on the phone and we have meetings um, at least at least three times per day. Three and times I don't a day, wow. yeah and I'm still energetic because it's only seven humans. Yeah. So but how does that actually strategically implement into uh, 787 coffee? So you have seven like executives, mm-hmm. you have seven people mm-hmm. that are like your closest. Yes. Okay. And then so now those executives, each one of them kind of like, aren't they like where they're almost like branch managers or district managers? My humans are human resources, maintenance, coffee, regional operations, okay. uh, human experience. Yep. So then when they go to there, let's say uh, human resources, what's their seven or what, how does that actually play out? What if there is not enough people to be seven or is there always? That's the maximum. It's the maximum. Okay. I believe we only have the power to impact seven people at a, at a time. If it's three, it's three. It'll come to okay. a point where they grow and they have seven. I like that. But if it's more than seven, it's time to split the team. And so then baristas, you know, because you because what I love about your guys' coffee shops, they're very uh, they're they're very compact. They're very I mean the the vibe there. They're all unique in their own areas. Yep. It's not like a Starbucks where sure. it's just you know uh, you know cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like for example, when you empower a barista that comes in. How do you empower them around this, this idea of? By communicating, by communicating. I think if we, it's, it's like with little kids, right? Brush your teeth, brush your teeth. And still now, did you brush your teeth? Oh, did I brush my teeth? It's, it's a reminder. Mm. As you know, with motivation, with um, anything new, we have to be reminded on a mm. daily basis. So we create mantras, we create, um, definitions of the position that are simple to understand for example for a barista we've simplified their work in five different items and that's we measure their success i love that five things so good so that way they know what they're up to yeah so for a barista we ask we judge their work we do the um annual review based on five things one greeting hi welcome Mm. did you greet the customer every single human that comes into the store where they greeted. Two, connect. Hey, Jake, how's your day going? Did you get the job? Connection. Three, thanking them. Thanking them for giving us a job. Thank you for giving us a job. Thank you for supporting local. Hey, thanks for drinking coffee with us. Mm. Hey, thanks for that great conversation. Making coffee and keeping your area clean and educating customers on our offerings. Mm. It's five things. How do you track that? Ghost customers, cameras, reviews, trainers. Reviews, yeah. yeah. Okay. So five things. So it's easy for them to understand. They yeah. know where they're going. We don't want to say, oh, your job is to clean the windows and then clean the floor and then go impact customers. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. Make a lot of sales. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. What does a lot of sales mean? You know, I, I heard this really good quote that says, one of the ways to make coworkers the most effective is not telling them the the skills or the 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 tasks to do but the characteristics to be yes and that's kind of like what you're just showing there the characteristics you're going to tell them to be great at greeting great at connecting that's characteristics Mm -hmm. all the little minutiae things will fall under that big umbrella but the moment and this is for you listening right now if you have one person working for you whether it's yourself or you have a team it's not about giving them this whole list. It's by when you onboard them, you bring them in, you have, I like how you simplify, keep it simple, but you have the simplicity of characteristics. 
qualities that follow your, your brand. And then from there, they're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I would love for you to touch up on this, on how you handle with people that are messing up or things like that. Cause that's a real thing. And, and it's like, you want to control it and you want to like get mad, but like, I would love to hear your mindset, but think about what would be the characteristics you could teach your people. Like for me, I have values in my company and the top two are basically heart centered leadership and results driven actions, outcomes, results driven outcomes. So the focus, the first thing is always, Hey, everything you do, heart center leadership, mm -hmm. you know, and I give, I, and I learned this from, uh, and I know he's one of your great mentors too, uh, Zappos, mm -hmm. uh, Tony. And I learned that when you talk about the values, don't just talk about, Hey, you want to be a heart center leader, talk about real world application and right. give examples. What does that mean? Well, that means when someone like a customer comes in and there's, uh, they're giving you a lot of problems or they're very, you know, snippy or whatnot, put yourself in their shoes and ask, how can I bless this person's life? Or how can I just be that person that maybe will change Oof, their, change their, their, their state? People that come in that maybe don't have personal development that work in your company, that's going to be life changing for them. Mm -hmm. But that's an example of heart center leadership. And maybe that's things that you provide. So the question I was going to ask you on that is when you have people that are learning these, you have five things. What happens when they mess up? What happens when they do something stupid? How do you like, and you can, you know, share whatever you want to, in realness or rawness, but like, um, what, what is like a story or something you've thought of on how you've handled it? So maybe people could be like, you know what? I get it. You know, I get it. There is going to be slip ups. How does someone like you handle stuff like that? What a great question. What a great question. And it's such a complicated answer. It is. That's what I was just trying to say. Oof, just... If you are a business owner, you, you know, this, you know, this, um, I'll put it in, a, in different parts. One, it's okay to be upset. Mm. Emotional intelligence, right? It's okay to get upset. It's okay to lose your temper every once in a while. It's okay. Allow yourself the ability to be emotional. Just that liberation itself will totally. change things. I hope mm. you have a great, smart, emotional, intelligent group of humans around you where you go home and you say, today I am very frustrated. I trained that human 20 times and they still messed up and it's okay. Mm. I recommend you take a hot shower, a glass of wine, go to sleep, wake up the next morning. <laughs> People are like, I'm already doing that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. Two, be human, be empathetic. Mm. I remember a, a human that used to come to 7th Street, East Village, late every single time it snowed. And management, we got together and said, I think it's time to let him go. Mm. And my coworker, Muriel, and I decided to go and see the train station. We looked at the binder and we saw they lived at the Bronx or Brooklyn. I can remember exactly where. It was probably Queens. They, we said, let's do it tomorrow. So we decided to get on the train and do the route that that human was doing. Mm. We took an hour to try to be on time at work. It took us an hour and a half. So by actually touring or doing the, the commute that he was going through, we were late. So that changed our perspective wow. completely. We I said, got chills, oh. man. That's, that's powerful. The so leader. if he's always late, you're thinking he's waking up late. Wake up earlier. True. Majority of cases, you're probably right. This case in particular, that human was really making an effort to be there. Mm. Super wet, snowing, um, dirty, still made it to work. 30 minutes late, but we were late. Mm. So empathy, 
be empathetic. What would I do? What would my mother do? Mm. Bring your mother into the equation. Usually that solves you a little bit more. Three, have a disciplinary action plan. Don't, don't go in life based on emotions. What's your strategy as a company? Yeah. So oh, if so it's good. three times to talk about that particular item, you are number two. What do we do? How do I help you? Because our path says that next time you're going to be let go. And you're amazing. What do we do? How do I help you? How does human resources help you? How do your leader help you? How, what do we do? So open relationship. Yeah. Talk to them. Make sure they understand the path of why they are not going to be there anymore. And Go ahead, go ahead. And finally, I would say um, change, evolve. If it's a pattern for a lot of people, maybe you're the one with the problem, not them. Mm. Maybe it's time for you to evolve and change the strategy. So much wisdom, dude. Mm. I, I, that's why we vibe together. It's because you're so tactical. <laughs> you have so many stories. But you, the, I mean, if you're listening right now and you're not getting value, this guy is the, the epitome of success. And it's not because of the businesses you built, but it's because of the way you treat humans. Yeah. It's beautiful, but you package it up in great but ways. But I do want to say, though, yeah, and I want to be very, very honest on this one. Yeah. God is God, and not everyone loves him. Yeah. Or her. Or they. So don't be frustrated if you don't have the same relationship with your coworkers than I do. Mm. I was reading a book one time, and I remember this character walked into a room, and someone told him, you're a liar. And the character said, you're right. He went to the next room and they told him, you're an angel. And he said, you're right. And then he went to the third room and they said, you're, the, uh, you're evil, you're the demon. And they said, you're right. He went into the fourth room and someone said, you tell everyone they're right. What's going on? And he said, they are right. It's the perception that they have of me. Mm. It's not who I am. So understand that you're a good leader, bad leader, wonderful human, horrible human. It's 100% mm. a factor of how you perceive me. If you are looking at me right now and you think that I'm a wonderful dude, it's probably because you're a wonderful dude. Mm. If you look at me and you're thinking he's so fat and blah, 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 it's probably because you're going with problems yes. overweight. So it's not you. It's a reflection of the thoughts and the life and the subconscious of the person in front of you. And I did an analysis, an analysis on myself and I came to terms that it's okay. I am okay to be evil mm. and I am okay to be an angel. Mm. If I hire you today when you need a job, you're going to love me. And if I put you on disciplinary action because you're absent, you're going to hate me. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. I'm the one putting you in termination warning. It's not that I'm good or bad or it's not that I'm nice or evil. It's just I'm doing my job. Mm. So you, I don't judge my leaders based on the perception of their teams of them. We do a little bit more thorough to go into detail. But if it helps, it helps. There's going to be haters out there and there's going to be people that are not happy with the way you do mm -hmm. things. And that's okay. And that's when you have a normal conversation and you say, well, if you're not happy here, what are you doing here? Because at the end of the day, it is my company. Yes. And at the end of the day, I do call the last shot and I make the decision. Yes. And it's working. And that's why we're on Financial Times and Inc. Magazine and Fast Company and customers are returning. So... I appreciate your ideas, but it's, we're data-driven. We look at mm. data. If you want to sell more coffee, but that coffee is not being ordered, we're not going to order more of that coffee because that coffee is not being ordered by customers. Yeah. 
So we look at data, we focus on data, we focus on customers, and we bring a nice group of team team members that are there and they're supposed to be there. Once you work and you know and you recognize what they want and what they need, you're going to build an empire and you will have a tribe and warriors with you. Mm. Some of them won't be warriors and tri- they won't be in your tribe. That's okay. Yeah. Me, if you get a 10% of every one out of every 10, you're, 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 you're going to build an amazing team. So I was talking to an attorney recently and my attorney told me it's really hard to hire a good paralegal or very, very hard to hire a good team. Not really. It's not hard. Don't use the word hard when 90% of them are not meant to be there. Mm. It's okay. Ooh. It's not hard. They're, they want to be actors or they want to be waiters or they want to make more money or they want to have, they want to be outdoors or they don't want to be in a building or it's too far from you. Like, it's not you. Wow. Dude. <laughs> so good. Crazy dude, right? The story that you shared and the message behind that, it obviously came up. It hits home. You feel that. I'm sure we all feel that. I feel that. It's, that was liberating to hear from me. How has that liberated you in your own personal life, just the way you've been and who you are, like just knowing that their perception, their lens is their lens? How has that personally impacted you? It's, it's a powerful question. Um, I'm a very happy dude. If, if you couldn't tell yet. Oh, I am man. happy. You, might, you might have to just see the, the YouTube video, see this guy smile. I know if you're listening in the audio, you could hear it through his... <laughs> His voice, but this man truly is happy. But I, I am blessed. I am blessed. I, I am full of gratefulness. Oh. I am grateful because I am who I am. I am grateful because I live uh, where I live. I am grateful because I have humans that care for me and love me genuinely, with money or without money. Everything else is extra. My base, making up my bed myself, it's still part of it. Mm-hmm. I get to be myself. I get to be happy being myself. I get to dress the way I want to dress. Jeans, t-shirts, cheap t-shirts. I don't spend a lot of money. I don't need much. So how did that impact me? It gave me freedom. Freedom is the ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't have to look at the cost of things. Having a job gives me freedom. Doing what I love gives me freedom. Having a great circle gives me freedom. Doing my nails and painting them gives me freedom. Mm. I get to choose what I want to do. I get to decide how I want to dress. I get to decide what languages I learn. There's a strategy, yes, but I am free. Mm. I'm not obligated to open another store because I have a group of investors that's making me not working like that. I don't know if painting nails is good or bad. I don't know. It felt good when I did it and I said, it's kind of cool. Wow. So this is what I understand. And I've told you this before, but we're going to do it in your show today. This is the way I perceive life. I was born here. And for, for people that are listening, so you're, you have your arm right, out. So your there's forearm. point A and point B. Okay. I was born in point A. Mm. The only thing I know in life, because I don't know a lot of things, but I do know this. I was born in point A. And I'm going to die in point B. Mm. So I am going to die. It's what I do know. The big question is, how long do I have until I die? Mm. And that's where my legacy comes in. And that's why I don't care what you or you or you audio are thinking of me. Because ultimately, I was born and I'm going to die. 
I don't know when. So I am not here to make you happy. Mm. I am here to make myself happy. Give myself many, 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 many moments of abundant living. Many, many, many moments of smiles. Of grateful moments. Of beautiful sunsets. Of beautiful views. Living in the place I want to live. Traveling to the places I want to travel. Every single birthday, I spend it with my mother. And I tell her it's our it's our anniversary. And every single birthday, I take her to Africa. Every single birthday. Last year, we went to Rwanda. Um, before that, we went to Botswana. You name it. And we go there and we get on a game drive. And we just explore life. Nowhere to go. No internet. No watches. No business. No sales. No Nothing. Just her and I. How are you? How am I? Did you see the lion? Did you see the hyena? Wow. Did you see the sunset? <laughs> cool. A glass of wine, ready for lunch. They set up lunch. Yeah. Him, her and I sitting down talking. To me, today, that's happiness. Mm. That's freedom. And that gives me the ability to wake up every single morning going to work happy because I know what I'm working for. Yeah. I don't have to buy a new watch to prove something to anyone. I buy normally two pairs of shoes. I like Italian shoes, so I don't have a brand in particular. I usually do the ones that don't have logos. I don't like any logos on my shoes. If you know shoes, you know what shoes I'm wearing, but I don't wear watches. I don't care. Yeah. I have a bracelet that represents and reminds me of exactly what I told you. Um, Death, skull, because I'm going to die. A piece of wood. Life. This is tree. on his, his bracelet he's showing, by the way. And with I have a beat with, with the um, orange because it celebrates abundance and creativity. And then I have an evil eye because mm. while I ha- I'm alive and I'm creating creativity and abundance, I want protection mm. from whatever you believe it's a higher power. Yeah. So it's a reminder here. It's a reminder in my heart. And and that's how I live. So once I don't care for anything else, I'm happy inside and business grows and everything's good. So there's going to be skeptics, though, that hear this and they're like, you, you say you're, you're happy, you're grateful. Like, there's no way you could have been like that your entire life, especially if you grew up. And I don't know the full story of that. But what was the shift for you? How did you go from were you always, like, were you born this way, truthfully, like always happy since you're a kid? Or did you have a down point and then there was something that switched it? Like what? Like, what was that? I think that's a very, um, very open question. And I don't think, I really don't, I don't think you go in life, make judging the past to determine how you are. Yes, it has to do, but it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to things. I I was having breakfast with a friend of mine and he said, you can't be happy all the time, B. You can't, come on, that's not real. Mm -hmm. So I smiled and I looked at him, Michelle, that's his name. And I said, Michelle, what do you want me to tell you? Mm. That my parents' divorce damaged my brain? You want me to cry because my parents divorced? Is that what you're looking for? Is that what's going to take for us to have a normal, real relationship? Well, they divorced. But that's not on me. That's them. Two adults divorcing. Why do I have to live with traumas in my head? Oh, they divorced, so I'm an alcoholic. Or because my dad's an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic. Or he... I'm sorry, but that's becoming a victim. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to what happens to you. 
Mm. My parents divorced. I got to have two amazing parents that treated me twice. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It's reality. Yeah. Was I always like this? I don't know. I can't remember when I was born. I, this is what I see. I always see the positive. I always, I always make it work. I see half full. Wow. And I, it's not that I don't recognize it's half empty. I'm, I'm not a dreamer per se. Yes. I, I am. That's why I grow companies because it's not just I was I was invited to go with Ink Magazine to an event, Ink Masters. And they were telling, they, they invited me to stand up and share my story. And one of the, the editor in chief, um, Scott, said, mind you, he grew at 113% above a lot of companies, a million companies to be precise. So being positive, it's it's only a way of living. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily mm -hmm. that. You also Amen quantify. You got, you got to have strategies and tactics behind the business. 100%. But it does matter. And if you build a business first with strategies and then the happiness or positivity secondary, that's when businesses don't last. They right. blow, they'll go up, they'll grow big. We've seen people like that, but they don't last because mm -hmm. the people is what truly matters right. for longevity. But if you start with the core of the happiness, the positive you know, values mindset, and then add strategy to that, you're in the game. You are. But then you're also the people that are thinking that they can just dream it and hope it comes and be happy and positive, but they don't have the strategies which is why you're listening to this episode and this podcast and this show is to get the strategies. There's right. a lot of people that miss out on that because they don't have those tactical things and you've shared so much on that. And if they're not happy with life, there's always Netflix. Go watch an amazing show of someone else having an amazing life. So it, it's about perspectives. That's what the way I see it. So I was good. having a meeting with a, with a coworker yesterday. It was such a messy week, he said. It was such a messy week. And I immediately questioned him and I said, well, it's a matter of perspectives, right? Let's, let's, let's go through your week. You had every single leader traveling. I was in Miami. Someone was in Orlando. So I was in Puerto Rico. You were the only one in New York City. Managing a group of over 250 humans, trainings, developments, the most Google reviews we ever got. Mm -hmm. But you think it was a messy week? Go for it. I think it was a, such a successful week. You by yourself, well, all of us are out doing some other building stuff somewhere else. And you think it's messy? I'm sorry, but I think you learned. I think you improved. Yeah. I think you created a new team. I think you challenged yourself. I think you fucking killed it. I'm sorry. Wow. Perspectives. You had a messy week. I think you did an amazing thing. And how did they respond to that? After Smiled. You... Yeah. Stand straight. <laughs> I'm going to break that down real quick because you're a leader here. You're a leader. What you just did right there is you called it's called a reframe. So you got three different types of frames. It's a learning lesson for you listening right now. You got a pre-frame, which is setting the expectations. Hey, I know we're about to sit down here and you're about to fill me in on how messy of a week it is, but I think I have a different perspective for you. You just pre-frame them, right? Simple, great in sales. You have reframe, which is what you just did. He gave you his situation, his frame of preference, of his perception, and you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me actually take it in this messy frame and show you this other frame, which is you crushed it, but I have to give you new insight. Right. You reframed it for him. That is one of the most powerful things you could do as a leader. The other one is deframe, but the reframing is a skill that you're obviously very uh, subconsciously competent. It means you don't have to think about it, but people learning right now, they need to understand that that's how you change people's states. And they also are like looking at them like, wow, you are right. That's probably how he was. He was smiling he's internally or externally saying, wow, you are right. Like, 
it is. It was 250 people, and I was this, and I was by myself. I killed it. But before, they were like, oh, this, 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 this. Yeah. That's such a good skill, my yeah. friend. Yeah. And True. that's why you're building companies True. like you are. Thank you. Thank you for so putting a title. I didn't know it was reframe. Yeah. But yeah, I reframed. You're and, right. and thank you for sharing for your, your, your perception and story about how that, that, that story of, you know, people's lens they wear is, is their own lens. And, you know, for being vulnerable about that, I know that you liberate a lot of people with that, whether they thank you. are going through a divorce themselves, mm -hmm. whether they had parents that did that and they haven't forgiven them, given them and they didn't know what to do. And they didn't, they always were in that victim mindset, even if they didn't think they were. It's true. They probably are. Mm -hmm. We all are victims at times. It's about how little you can be a victim and overcome that and actually be a victor, as they say. Exactly. And I think right now, and I get chills once again, and usually when that happens, I know it's because the person listening right now is feeling that. And I, I could understand who's listening and, and understand the pain. And uh, you're, you're a very you. proud example of that. Thank you. This interview, I, I wish we could keep going here. I do have another question or two. As you can see, if you're watching live, it is getting dark. We are sitting in front of Central Park. I almost call it City Park. Central Park. We got the, the light ring. You can see it right here because we need to light it up. We've got a beautiful view back here. Thank you for coming up to the hotel and, uh, you know, for this quick trip and being here. Thank you. I want to talk about it. We're going to definitely have to do another uh, episode fully on branding because we could go for another hour and a half if we talk branding. So we're going to have to definitely do an ep another episode. Uh, before we go into this, if this is something that's been providing you value, go to this man's Instagram right now. We'll give him your Instagram. Soy, S-O-Y-I-M, Brandon Ivan. Soy. Soy, Brandon Ivan. Not soy like soy milk, even though it's the same spelling. Right. Soy as an I am Brandon Ivan. I love that. Go to his Instagram, <laughs> send him a message, screenshot him, or this, this episode, screenshot uh, this episode, tag him, tag me. Shout out what's been standing out to you because if you want to hear about branding, this guy's an expert. We could definitely maybe set that up in the future. Yay. But let's get a little teaser into the branding. First off, I love your branding, uh, your branding company's name. Thank you. What is it called? Brand on. Brand on. His name's Brandon. Brand on. <laughs> I saw that when I was at your office last time, doing a, uh, you know, working with your team and 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 uh, doing a little workshop. I remember seeing that. I was like, dude, that is so good. <laughs> so I had a burning question. I know a lot of people are feeling this in branding. Let's just get right into it. How important is the actual consistency of branding? And there's two questions, two parts to this. Consistency, as in duplication so like having like a brand bible right so when you open up a new franchise you have a new people come person coming on your team you have a new hire whatever it is the consistency to duplicate right but also the consistency like if you're a solopreneur and you're still trying to figure out what your personal brand is and you know the idea of either you're trying to lock it in now of your logos your colors and not changing it all is it okay to change so two-part question maybe you could start off with the solopreneur question the consistency factor of uh, branding. Consistency matters in everything, right? If you go to the gym once, nothing will happen. If you go to the gym every single day, something will happen. Mm. It's the same with branding. You recognize Coca-Cola because you recognize Coca-Cola. You know the color. They're taken. They're taken. Pepsi couldn't get Coca-Cola. They're taken. McDonald's is taken. Who are you? Who are you as a brand? What do you want to do? What problem are you fixing? Don't focus on the color of the brand or the logo of the brand. Focus on your brand, your capital, capital, your. Mm. What is it that you're fixing and you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? 
So for brand on, we want to connect people. We want to push people. That's who we are. We want to push you to the next level. We want you to hate us. We want you to have a headache when you talk to us because we're going to push, 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 push until you actually win. We're not there to be liked. Our customers pay for us to be honest. Mm. So who are you? What, what identifies your brand and who you are? For 787, it's very briefly, if I was a solopreneur with 787, I would say 787 is a, an excuse. People gather. Coffee is the excuse. Mm. So we're an excuse. We are yellow. Yellow because it's the sunrise. It's sun, energy, new day, new beginning. So okay. yellow, energy, energy. People come for coffee because they need energy. So sun, energy, yellow. We are brick and mortar because it's experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. We could do amazing job when it comes to digital. But Amazon has amazing coffees that can be there in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. We can't compete with that right now. But we can do a really good job in the brick and mortar. We are a farm to cup. We have a farm. So let's explode the farm. Let's tell people what a farm is like. That's who we are. We are humans. We are farm. We are yellow, brick and mortar, excuse. Okay, so everything we make, everything we design, it's aligned with who we are. Mm. Now, where are we going? Well, 2020, 10 coffee shops. 2022, the idea was 25. We're there already. 2024, 100 coffee shops. So now we've actually identified our direction, impacting more people. Next year, we're going to have the biggest party for our farmers. We're going to have the biggest party in Maricao, Puerto Rico, where we're going to have lechon, which is uh, pork. We're going to have so much food. We're going to invite the whole town. So now we have a vision. We know we're going to have scholarships. We know we're going to have an amazing party for them in December. We know we're going to have multiple coffee shops. We know we're expanding into Florida. We know we're expanding into Austin, Texas, maybe Dallas. We know we're going to New Jersey and New York and Brooklyn and Greenpoint and Bronx. So we know our direction. We've quantified the brand. We've recognized the brand. So when someone calls and says, hey, your product is very expensive. No ego. We step aside. We go back. What's the DNA of the company? Mm. Ah, Walmart has cheaper coffee. Amazon has cheaper coffee. So you know what? Beautiful, wonderful consumer, we love you. Thank you for taking the time to write. However, our coffee is the Louis Vuitton of coffee. Mm. If it's too expensive, it's not for you. But there's wonderful coffees at Walmart. Let me give you a name. They are the best of the price you're looking for. Mm. I'm not going to lower my prices because of a customer that thinks I'm expensive. It's expensive for them. It's not expensive for our customer. Our customer wants exclusivity. They want transparency. They want linear from farm to cup. No distributors, not imported, grown here. Who are you as a brand? Where are you heading as a brand? Who are you, where are you bending? Why are you going that way and then that way? Mm, yeah. uh, based on a customer? Yeah. No. That right there. That right there, people bending depending on the customer, too expensive, I don't see the value. Oh, well, let me change this, let me change my marketing. What you said is probably just makes the longevity of your company, exactly. your your, your per job, whatever you're doing right now, is probably worse. You were talking about Tony Robbins, how we met our, at that conference in, in, in Florida. Tony Robbins, 
did many, 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 many public speaking for free. He would go to schools. Yes. Because that he knew who he was. Three people, five people. Exactly. Yeah, he's got 15,000 now. But that four decades ago, it was three exactly. people. Exactly. And that's ego because at that point, he knew he wanted to be a speaker. He yeah. was a speaker. He didn't want to be a speaker. He was a speaker. Yes. He was a motivator. He was a pusher. He was a grower. He was a, a, a motivator. Three people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people, who cares? That's who you are. Mm. Success, it's a consequence of. Mm. You mentioned Ink Magazine. It's beautiful. It's great to have a personal relationship with the editor-in-chief, of course. Fucking love Scott. He interviewed me in, in Kabul. And he asked me a question. He said, what does it feel? Like, what does Ink mean to you? Ink Magazine. And I couldn't stop crying and I was making a fool out of myself. Oh, it was horrible. And I even called my mother right after. I'm like, I made a fool. I'm with the editor-in-chief, oh, Scott, and, and I'm crying. But I couldn't stop crying because I told him I had to work overtime when I was a teenager to afford the magazine, the annual subscription. Mm. I had to work overtime because I didn't want to take my budget from everything else, paying for school, everything else. I had to work extra to be able to afford my annual subscription of Ink Magazine. And now I'm here, featured on the magazine, with the editor-in-chief interviewing me. Mm. What do you think that feels? Uh, brand. Who yeah. are you as a brand? Where are you heading? Every success is a consequence of. Yeah, I love that. So good. I, I think the biggest takeaway for that listening is do not waver on the person that's giving the objection and changing mm -hmm. your brand because mm -hmm. of that. Know your, if not, that's not your DNA. That's your skin. You could change your skin anytime externally, but your DNA doesn't change. If someone told you, I don't like your eyes, are you going to go ahead and change your eyes? It's your eyes. Right. This is your brand. Mm. This is your brand. If you know this is what you do and it's not ego, it's because it is what it is. This is where you're aligned. This is what you're working for. Yes, listen to customers. So I told you earlier, two years. Why do you think it's so expensive? What's the price that I should be charging customers for this? Mm. It should be $15 instead of 30. Understand, do you realize it's grown in the US that I pay everyone at least $10 an hour? Mm. Do you realize it takes 200 hours to grow that bag? Maybe they'll change the perspective. Maybe, but perspective. not always. Not always. And that's okay. You but you also gotta... did a good job in marketing because now they're educated. Yes. They become your ambassadors because now they're going to tell friends, well, I buy this one from Walmart for $6.99, but in a very exclusive events, especially events, I go to this one for $30. Why? Well, because it's grown in America. They pay. They become your ambassador because you took the time to educate them. Yeah. Don't judge them. Maybe it's because they can't afford your services today. But maybe in a year they will, yes. and you won't be expensive anymore. But don't change your brand because don't. a year from now, Educate, if, they see don't change. if they see you're still consistent, they'll be like, I like it. But if they see you completely different, looking, doing a different brand, different thing, they would have probably came to you, but they're like, ah, they would probably sure. set back. So sure. that's really great. I really love, and we'll wrap up here. Um, I really love how you, you talked about, you said, we are the Louis Vuitton of coffee. And right away, I was like, this got to be another learning lesson because I, I love making this very tactical. That is such a great way of doing business because if you can have a metaphor, uh, an analogy of some sort on how you do business, for me, like, like I'm represented by the Las Vegas Speakers Bureau and it's amazing and that all happened from a connection. Just being at an event, meeting the owner, she used to represent Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. and Oof. How would I ever get into this bureau without you know, with my credibility and such, I don't have decades of experience, but right. it's because of a human to human connection. 
but they have it listed on their um, their page for me speaking is uh, his, his speaking is like a mix of Tony Robbins and Tom Bilyeu. Mm. And instantly they did that. And I gave them some like insight of what I'd done and they put that together. And I was like, oh, it's really good. They did that because now someone that's random that has no clue who this Jake Haveron is when he's next to like Grant Cardone or something on that stage, they see that they're like, they could picture Tony Robbins and they could picture Tom Bilyeu. And if that's the, the blend of it, oh, I got a competitive edge because Oof. now they can think of it. So we're the Louis Vuitton of coffee. Instantly, they hear that, whether it's you tell them that or they see it on the marketing, they know it's going to be higher, higher price. Mm -hmm. They know it's going to be the best quality. They know it's going to be significant. They know it's going to be standard. They know they're going to be above the pack of everything else because Louis Vuitton is up there compared to Walmart. Right. And at the end of the day, though, some people don't want to buy Louis Vuitton. They'd rather spend a $2,000 on a mortgage. But some people would spend $2,000 on a bag. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And I think that's just so powerful for, for you listening. Do you have something like that? my coaching is like, you know what, um, my, the products are like, you know, like these health products are the Rolls Royce of nutrition. Yeah. What is it? And, you know, make sure it's real and genuine and true. But that right there is so powerful. Man. Be, be real, right? Um, repeating the quotes of Tony Robbins doesn't make you a motivator. Yes. Oh, Live that preach. experience yourself. I, I go to motivation or, or, or conferences and I see speakers and all they do is copy Tony Robbins. I believe if you have a brand, don't use anyone else's examples. Yeah. Use yours. I love, love, love Howard. I love Starbucks. We're in business because of Starbucks. Yet I don't want to be Starbucks. Mm. Yet I don't want to be, I don't want to copy anything they do. It's not because they do it wrong. It's because it's already been done. It's already been done. So Tony Robbins is great and we love him and we've been to the conference and that's how we met. But we don't want to be Tony Robbins. No. I don't even him. know if I should go this year. Because I saw it already. I don't want to contaminate oh, my brain. Gonna, we talked about this last scene. <laughs> we're going to get you there. There's people that go there 20 times that are very, very successful. They're not the happy clapper ones. They're actually successful. And I asked them the same question. I was like, why do you keep coming back? They're like, you know what? The energy, first off, is great. But every time you're in a new season, a new life. And I told you that mm -hmm, person. Mm -hmm, I really mm -hmm. do mean that. And we'll say this in front of camera. Just like how this, this personal side is that you are in a new season. You, 12 months yeah. ago, almost 12 months ago, when I met you, completely different human. True. You will have things seep in that are things that just hit you. Or maybe you're going through a tough time right now or something in the business and Tony shares a personal example of him when he's gone through crazy stuff in business and life and that relationship's like how we all. But now you have to hear that and you're like, you just get a little aha moment. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that could be the shift. And plus we'll meet another amazing people and you know, <laughs> and we'll have go for dinner and it'll be great, yeah. But yes, going back to what you're saying, don't copy, model, and then making you new. True. Right? True. You modeled Starbucks, yeah. great coffee, good service at some point they had. If you fell off, yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yeah, but yeah. you make it into your new. Yep. That's where we're at. You give the consumer a different option. We, we want to be close to Starbucks. So people who love franchises and great spaces can go to Starbucks. Yeah. People who want to support local and want to try something new, come to us. So good. Dude, we got to wrap up here. We're going a little long. You can see if you're on YouTube, it's dark outside. <laughs> Um, but this has been an absolute pleasure and I will love and we'll figure out scheduling. We definitely have to do another session all about branding and I really want to make this worth it to Brandon. He is very, very busy. He's literally traveling. Sometimes it's even hard to get in connection with him and it's totally out of respect because I know how busy you are. But if you are resonating with this, send this man a message, tag us on Instagram, screenshot this. That's the only thing we ask out of this is to share it 
and to let us know because we really appreciate it. I'm sure you do. Um, and then we also want this to grow naturally and it's because of your voice. So really show him some love. My last question here, Brandon, is what does it mean to create your strategic life? I'm going to align that to what you said right now, that I'm very busy. I am not busy. Hmm. I am a very, very, very productive man. Oh, you got me. Dude, I usually say productive and I said busy. I have to. And that's that. how I create my strategic life. I freaking life. love that. Because I, so I good, don't, bro. I'm 42 years old. I don't want you don't to look busy anymore. That's, that's the first well, time thank I heard you that. for that. I, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I didn't know you're 42. Um, Crazy. I, I really, really, really enjoy doing what I love. I, I really like knowing where I'm heading. Mm. And I know that I'm always available. Always, always available. If it's important, I know you're going to call me three times. And that third time, I will pause the meeting and go answer the phone. Um, you create a strategic living by having your priorities very straight. Mm. And that goes back to basics. Answer your mother's phone, mm. please. If you're lucky enough that she's alive, answer her phone. You're never, never busy for your mother. Understand basics. Not everything's meant to be forever. We have a successful business and that's beautiful. And that gives us freedom. But I promise you that if I had to close a coffee shop, I'll go and open another one and it'll be successful because I appreciate life. Mm. I appreciate friends. I appreciate dinners. I appreciate putting my phone down to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to look at someone in the eye to answer my mom's phone call. Have a real life, not an Instagram yeah. life. It's social. I understand. I use it. It's part of yeah. marketing. We create businesses. We market. It's great but it's still social. Go back to your roots, pet your dog. Don't just take photos for Instagram. Mm. Actually connect, feel their little hearts beating. When you hug your friends, hug them. Yeah. Have friends, friends that really care for you. Don't just ask about success. Friends that don't care if you go to a very basic taco stand or take you to a Michelin star restaurant, it doesn't matter. People who love you, love you. Go back to basics. Yeah. If, your ba if your basics are strong, if your base is super strong, I promise you business will be a lot better. Lawsuits will follow. Um, angry customers will follow. Bad reviews will follow. There's a lot of negativity as th that's a real part of a business. Yeah. But when your base is very solid, you call your mother and you say, this is what happened today. You call your significant other. You call your friends. You have friends that you can tell. Right before we jumped into the interview, I was able to share something very intimate with you. Yes. You trust a very small group of people. Yes. And you know they don't judge you, they respect you. And that's success. That's real success. And then money will definitely follow. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank what you. What I love about that as we wrap up here is whenever I ask the question, what does it look like to create a strategic life? Strategic people think it's very calculated. But I say it's not calculated. It can be calibrated. But you describe your strategic life is something that is so empathetic, emotional related, very personally related and the foundation. And I think that's just the epitome of what a strategic life could be. Now, it's respect. Even with your coworkers, I jump into meetings and it's a 15 minute meeting. And all of a sudden they wanna talk about other things. Mm. You have to keep it straight. Time, it's an asset. Take care of your time. Yeah. And there's times you're gonna be perceived as rude. And that's also okay. I'm sorry, I can't answer that right now. Our meeting and our agenda is for this. Mm. 
because I want to be able to have my time as well. So keep it straight. That's part of being strategic. And they understand once they get to know you, they do it with their team. So now they have to stick to what's in plan. Have your goals and do whatever you want to do, but have time for you. If you're not happy, nothing else will work. So good. Brother, how can people find you? Instagram and through you, please. <laughs> and that's Soy Brandon Ivan. Soy Brandon Ivan. Yes. Shoot him a message, connect on there. Brother, I just I just want to acknowledge you. This has been way better than I would have expected. You are, I knew you were great. I knew you were happy. I knew you had great energy, but the way you package things together is exactly how I love doing my podcasts and my interviews and the way you articulate, you give stories. You are truly living by your heart and you are human for human. I feel that right now. I know the person listening here right now is also feeling this. I get chills just thinking about who you are and what you're going to be. And so all I say is just keep leading by that heart, my friend. There will be those tough times as you've shared, as you shared on this ep as episode, but it's not going to stop you because it hasn't stopped you before. And I look forward to seeing you in the long run, just crushing it and impacting millions of people's lives. Thank you for listening in here. As I said, just one request is just make sure, just share this episode. If there's one thing that was taken away, screenshot it, put it on your stories, put something that stood out to you and tag Soy Brandon Ivan at Jake Havron. And we love seeing that. We love connecting. You see me restore it. I'm sure he'll restore some of them because this is our message and this is your story. And thank you for being here at the Strategic Life Podcast.